It's time for another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show with the great Gary Mack and Rich Baxter here. We're talking about big retirement in baseball. Pitcher goes crazy, shows up drunk. Trey Turner with a standing O and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. And we are post uh, trade deadline and joining me to discuss it as always the wonderful the bright the intelligent mr rich baxter rich how are you doing this fine sunday evening all right gary thank you very much for the introduction you're awesome as well doing well <laughs> watching those baseball games and uh we have yet another show to discuss here and uh, we have a lot of great topics tonight Yes, we do, and uh, of course, your your uh, your team, the Philadelphia Phillies, are, are playing some really good ball and uh, are uh, in that playoff hunt. They are in the middle of the wild card right now, in a pretty good position. I'd rather be in the second wild card than the third one right now. And, uh, of course, they, they've got an outside shot at the division, though the Atlanta Braves just keep rolling along. Yeah, I think the Cubbies handed uh, the Braves a couple losses. Uh, I think the Cubs won a series win against them, and it's going to happen. Uh, the Cubs aren't invinced, or the, uh, I talked to a Cubs fan, and they said they're, they're pretty decent. So they're, they're playing the spoiler role or trying to with the Braves a little bit. But yeah, as you said, the Phillies doing quite well. Uh, we'll lead off with a story about those Phillies and Trey Turner. Exactly. Uh, he's the $300 million addition to the Phillies this year. Plays over at shortstop and uh, second base. And Trey Turner has been horrible this year for the Phillies. In fact, in the last week, he really made a couple errors. He's been striking out. So, and that was on the road. So what the local radio uh, group that follows the Phillies did was take a social media post and poll and say, should we stand up and give Trey Turner a nice standing ovation when the Phillies come home? And that's exactly what happened. A rare time for Phillies fans to be, exalted a little bit and um that's what they did they gave trey turner a standing ovation maybe three times brought his mother to tears and wow. trey turner was very impressed by it all in fact today it was known that he took a full couple bulletin board ads out thanking phillies <laughs> fans for supporting him and standing by him through his tough times and and the Philly fans are not known usually for their support of struggling players. Uh, I mean, even Santa Claus had a rough <laughs> year in Philadelphia. So, yeah, uh, that's a good thing, though. You know, uh, I really think it's a first year jitters or whatever you want to call it. The first year free agency, you get that big contract, you come to a new town and you want to do so much. And uh, I think it just uh, the second year, usually you relax a little more and, and then you show how, you know, the, the everybody, how good you are. It seems to happen to everybody. Lindor went through it here. Uh, you know, uh, Carlos Beltran even uh, uh, went through it here. 
And uh, it, it just happens to everybody, I think, because you, you want to prove that you're worthy of that money. And you just, you know, you don't play your game, man. It's just, uh, uh, it's just what happens. But, uh, you know, good for him and good for the fans that are sticking by him. That, that's a great thing to hear in this day and age, especially. Yeah. And as you said, not normal for Phillies fans. Most of the time, we want to boo players like that. And, um, you know, but Trey Turner got got the support. He loved it. And maybe that's what it'll take to get him back on track uh, for 2023. As you said, yeah, it's the first year jitters probably. And he's with us for many years for that $300 million contract. We, I don't think we can offload him like the Mets were offloading Multi-million dollar pitchers. Oh, well, you know, the, the roof fell in on, on the Mets. Uh, but as we were talking before we went on the air here about, uh, I, I believe they did the right thing. I, I think they got rid of some of the big contracts, albeit they, they are paying down a lot of the, the contract, laying out the money. Um, Going to go in a different direction somewhat. You know, fans are ticked off because they said they're not going to pursue free agents next year. And that's not exactly what they said. They they said they're going to spend the money more wisely instead of going after probably a Shohei Otani and paying him a ton of money. You know, they could probably sign three lower level pitchers uh, for that same kind of money that they would give to him. And uh, I, I think that's the key at this point, you know, last year they, they traded for Chris uh, before 2022, they brought in Chris Bassett. They signed the uh, Taiwan Walker and, and those guys worked out nice last year and they won 101 wins. This yeah. year, they let those guys go. They should have signed one or two or both of those guys. They let them both go. I think that was a big mistake. They brought in Justin Verlander, which was okay, uh, but he got off to a slow start. He got hurt in spring training. That didn't help. He never really found a groove. Now he's starting to find a groove. But, you know, uh, that's when you you get rid of him. I I even advocated for uh, I I could see trading Pete Alonso at this stage. Uh, he's he's signed through 2020, 2024. Uh -huh. uh, he'll be a free agent, and now you don't know whether he he uh, wants to. He'll even want to come back at this point in time. And the thing is, you know, they also traded David Robertson and. Uh, um, who was closing for them and, and it's hurt them. The bullpen has killed them. They haven't won a game since the trading deadline. They haven't won a game in August so far. They're, you know, uh, they're on a six game losing streak now. And, uh, you know, people saying, oh, like I've read it a closer. So the bullpen fell apart. But the bullpen wasn't that good to begin with. Plus the fact you can sign David Robertson back next year if for a reasonable contract if you want to because and you got the prospects that that he brought in so you know sometimes you have to bite the bullet New York it's tough as in Philadelphia nobody wants to go through a rebuild 
but I, I don't nowadays in the game, I don't think you have to go through a rebuild between trades and uh, free agent, smart free agent signings. You can do a reload in a year or two. Look at the Cubbies. The Cubbies, nobody gave a chance, and they are the hottest team in baseball right now. And uh, a, a guy I wanted to sign, and you can go back, people, and listen to Mets Musings before the season. I said, why not sign Cody Bellinger? You got you could get him cheap. Uh, maybe give him a two-year contract. Cubby signed them to a one-year deal. He's hitting 322 this year, turned his career back around. He's the old Cody Bellinger. And, uh, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to look for a guy that, that's got that pedigree that maybe is struggling and and give him a shot and see see if he can get it back. If he doesn't, you can always get rid of him. Uh, but the, the Cubbies are just winning games like crazy. They're, they are the hottest team. I think they're a game out of the wild card, the last wild card spot in the National League. They're two and a half games out of the division lead. And, Rich, I'm sure we're going to look at the standings in a little bit. Uh, uh, if we don't, that central, however, is always up for grabs, and it's even more so this year. They've got a shot. They're only behind Milwaukee and Cincinnati and uh, in Cincinnati. We don't know because they're so young. We don't know how, if they're going to last, if they'll be able to hold up under the pressures of a pennant race and uh, Milwaukee, you know, and the Cubbies are, are a rivalry that, that uh, should be interesting to watch. Yes, indeed. As we uh, go through this baseball season already into the first week of August, Hard to believe it's just flying by. We're starting to see a lot of football <laughs> stories out there. They're going to be starting up soon in just a few weeks. They're already uh, getting training camps and things like that. So uh, we'll have some competition soon in the sporting world. But uh, another pitching story, Gary, in the past week since we did our last show was Tuesday night. There was a no-hitter thrown. Framber Valdez of the Houston Astros threw it. 93 pitches it took them. Astros won two to nothing over Cleveland Guardians. And uh, Valdez faced those 27 batters and uh, put them down. The few, mm -hmm. the fourth fewest pitches needed in a no hitter since 1901. That was 93 total pitches. So uh, Framber Valdez, who was so uh, great during the World Series last year against the Phillies pitches a no hitter and and uh the astros are starting to get the uh, moving so uh watch out for them uh you know uh it's just uh, a great story and and i know they're still tainted with that whole cheating thing but they did win a world championship without that uh taint if you will uh the, you know without the the cheating so uh yeah, those Houston Astros, boy, they, they, they're a great organization to watch. Yeah, and another pitching story in the past week. This is a strange one. Uh, Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman uh, came to work drunk, apparently, uh, in the past <laughs> week. Uh, you don't see that or hear that too often, but not, yeah. Not, he, not in this day and age. 
He came in uh, startling the clubhouse with an incident where he flipped over a couch and uh, was uh, physically and verbally abusive and belligerent in heated confrontations with some of his teammates and manager Aaron Boone. Uh, he smashed a TV as well. Mm. So um, a rough day there for uh, Domingo Herman of the New York Yankees. And he's a pretty good pitcher too. It's a shame, you know, like mm -hmm. don't know what, what's, what spiked it, but uh, yeah, not a good thing. And why would you show up then? I mean, if you, if you've been drinking, just stay home, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. just call in sick that day or something. I mean, uh, you know, that's even worse because now they're going to be looking to get him into the rehab or something, you know, uh, well, who knows if this happened before, but Yankees are a struggling team, Rich. They are in last place in their division, uh, still above 500, but last place, and I, I don't see them putting together. They just lost Carlos Rodon for who knows. He came back. I think he made two or three starts, and, and now he's out again with left hamstring, I think it is, tightness. Uh, so that. You know they're in kind of the same boat as the Mets, and and it it it's not the same Yankee organization that you've ever heard about, you know. And they've got a pretty good farm system. I'm surprised that they're not developing the players, and and that they were so quiet at the trade deadline too. Uh, they didn't do much at all. So yeah, we will see. That is true. Uh, and last night, this is a fresh story. Last night, there was a brawl, an actual fight oh. in a game between the Cleveland Guardians, Jose Ramirez, and the Chicago White Sox, Tim Anderson. They squared off in the sixth inning of a baseball game, and Ramirez landed a looping right, says the Associated Press, a, a looping <laughs> right hook <laughs> to Anderson's <laughs> jaw when the two infield star squared off and started throwing punches last night. <laughs> so uh, Anderson and Ramirez likely facing suspensions uh, for their actions. But, you know, it's getting fierce out there. Yeah, it's getting tough. It's the dog days of summer. And I guess these guys are starting to feel the heat. The White Sox, of course, out of it. They've, they've traded some of their uh, uh, Big name players, a uh, couple of pitches they got rid of. Uh, can't think of the guy's name. It's so big name now. But uh, one went to the Dodgers, and uh, it was oh, what's his name? Lynn. He he went and uh, so Liza or something. I might have been the other one. Yeah, uh, but so they've had a rough year. They had more expectations. Uh, to be up there and and it didn't it fell apart and and i guess you know tempers run short now guardians are in in uh, the pennant race and and uh so tempers run short and wait until yeah. it gets to september it'll really be ticked here's, off. <laughs> here's a good quote from cleveland guardian starter uh noah syndergaard he says quote from the second i set foot in the clubhouse i could tell these teams don't like each other 
<laughs> yeah. Syndergaard was acquired in a trade last week, and he went on further to say, quote, and I don't think it's going to be resolved anytime soon. <laughs> so. <laughs> Interesting. Well, he'll be getting, I think he's a free agent at the end of the year, so I don't think he'll be re-upping there. And Rich, how about Shohei Otani? Is this guy having the greatest year ever in baseball? Uh, MLB did a story the other day, left it up to the reader to decide. Uh, but uh, as a batter, a few days ago, he was hitting 310. He had 40 home runs. And as a pitcher, he had a 3.32 ERA in, in 124 two-thirds innings with 160 Ks. As we all know, he's a uh, two-way player and uh, has been, I think he's been out for a few days with a little uh, – uh, tenderness or uh, tightness in his legs. So he's been sitting out a little bit, but uh, 40 homers, uh, 310 he's hitting. Um, as a pitcher, 3.32 ERA, 160 Ks, but he's only nine and five. So the record, uh, you know, he's not dominating as a pitcher, but uh, is this guy like the, uh, unbelievable? Yeah, he's definitely um, one of those players that you don't see very often at all, sort of like uh, the best in the league, you'd have to say. And uh, Otani lately has been said that he's getting a little exhausted going, you know, pitching and batting. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that, see if the Angels, you know, give him a little bit of a break as they did pick up uh, – former all-star Lucas Giolito uh, to bolster their pitching rotation. and uh, But the Angels haven't been winning. They've been losing some tough games. Yeah, And there was a New York Post uh, article just the other day showing Otani on the bench almost to tears after the uh, Angels lost against the Mariners. So he's a tough competitor for sure. And I, I, you know, I think the Angels made a mistake. They should have dealt him either, either over the winter last year or at the trade deadline. They could have got a parcel for him like you wouldn't believe. And and I, I just think they're making a mistake. I'm not sure he's going to stay. And, uh, you know, they're going to get stuck then. They'll get stuck with him or they'll get stuck empty handed. They'll get a draft pick, but uh, that's about it. But uh, I mean, you can't deny what he's doing. It, it's something special. That's for sure. Um, another player, a uh, pitching story for this week, retired after 15 years. That's Cole Hamels, uh, 2008 world series MVP part of the Phillies team there when they won it all. And 2000 out, uh, 2008 rather, decided to hang up his pitching glove. And uh, he was trying to make a comeback with the San Diego Padres, was signed to a minor league deal, uh, but he just uh, couldn't make it. So uh, that's the end of the career, 15 seasons long for Cole Hamels. Hasn't pitched since 2020. So he's been trying to catch on with the team, but. It didn't work out, 
Um, I guess he was trying to mold himself after like a Jamie Moyer type who pitched, yeah. you know, into a 40 year old status, but uh, mm-hmm. just couldn't, couldn't get there apparently. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Great career there. Went by all too fast to me. Yeah. Well, he was so dominant there for uh, a short period of time. And then uh, he got traded to Texas, I think. Yeah. And and uh, then kind of faded. I mean, it wasn't the same kind of pitcher. Injuries take their toll on these guys. And uh, it's a shame, but, you know, uh, too bad. It would have been fun to have him to come back again. Uh, you know, a la, like you said, Jamie Moyer or Rich Hill or one of those guys that, uh you know, hung around until they were 112 and <laughs> and yeah. and were older than they were throwing uh, pitches. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we depending how long you followed the game, there's been a lot of those players that have been able mm-hmm. to hang around. Uh, Big Sexy, for example, uh, he stuck around Big for a long time. Big Sexy, yeah. <laughs> What a character he was, and and he's retiring. I think we said that last week. Yes, he he uh, uh, announced his retirement uh, from baseball, and and uh, he he was a character. Yes, no doubt about it. Well, don't forget to check out our show, the Baseball Talk Radio Show, here at baseballtalkradio.com, and everywhere you can download quality podcasts over at apple podcast google podcast spotify even has great podcasts and uh this week i'll be on um baseball phd which is one of the shows on baseballtalkradio.com be talking to the great ed casputis uh farley dillinger and mark rantala the hosts there at baseball phd so i'm looking forward to talking to those guys this week and uh, mm-hmm. just a, a small note here before we do the uh, standings to bring out the show tonight, uh, Gary, Jonathan Papelbon gave me a follow on Twitter. I'm humbled. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I talked about, you know, somebody was talking about Jonathan Papelbon. I said he's one of the greatest closers ever, and he's the greatest Phillies closer ever. I think he has 123 saves in just under three and three quarters uh season so uh he must have saw my post and gave me a follow so jonathan <laughs> all right you're listening to this show thank you and we would love to talk to you on the show one time sure anytime come on on come on down these the same under prices right <laughs> yeah, come on be, down john that would be cool on. Yeah, yeah that would be great <laughs> but uh yeah follow gary's podcast mets musings Great Mets Musing Show, Weekly, uh, my show, Phillies Talk Podcast, and a host of other shows. Um, our great friends Jeff and Len over at Baseball and Barbecue are on there, and they have a, a star-studded cast of uh, guests all the time. So, uh, boy, check it out. They, they certainly know how to book them, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes, they got a good booking agent. Boy, I'll say they they got a a whole slew of great guests over there. Go check them out, as Rich said. 
All right, Rich, you want to take a look at the standings right now? We're running out of time, but yeah, let's uh, uh, go ahead. Take a quick look. We got in the American League East, Baltimore is still on top. They've got a three game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays and a seven and a half game over the Toronto Blue Jays. Then come the Yankees, who just got out of the uh, last place today. And uh, the Red Sox, they're battling it out down there for last, but uh, don't want to be anywhere near that place. In the Central, the American League Central, we've got Minnesota and Cleveland going at it. Four and a half game lead for those Twinkies over the Guardians. Detroit comes in third at nine games out. And they are way below 500, and they're only nine games out of that. Uh, then the White Sox and the Kansas City Royals, who uh, we were talking about before, a scrappy bunch. They, they're they not that good a team, but they they uh, really play hard and hustle, and I like the way they, the direction that they're going, so they should be okay. In awesome. the AL West. Sorry, Rich. No. Awesome, I said. Okay. In the AL West, we got the Texas Rangers at 66 and 46. They've got a two and a half game lead over the Houston Astros and a six game lead over the Seattle Mariners. And then come the Angels. They're 10 and a half games back. As we were saying, they're just not, you know, they're a game below 500. And then bringing up the rear is the Oakland A's. Rich, you want to take the National League? Sure. Uh, of course, in the NL East, it's the Atlanta Braves, 10 and a half games above the Phillies. They have 70 wins, 39 losses. Moving over to the NL Central, it's Milwaukee with 60 and 53. Second place is up for grabs. The Cubs and Cincinnati Reds, just one game and a half behind those Brewers. So, that whole division is still up for grabs, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there in the West, it's the Dodgers leading the way in a seesaw fashion. Uh, 63 wins, 46 losses. Close behind them, the San Francisco Giants again, 61 and 51. And uh, trailing the behind Arizona, who put up a fight, but now looks like that might be done. Uh, San Diego disappointing season and Colorado in last place in the NL West. Yeah. Interesting uh, with the Arizona, but you know, they're a team on the rise, I think. So uh, they're still young. So we'll have to see uh, with them over the course of uh, uh, a couple of seasons, how they uh, manage to go. And Rich, uh, we got less than a, a minute and a half. So, uh, Again, another great show. Yes. Thank you for tuning into this show. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Tell your friends about us if you like it. If you don't, don't tell them about it. You know, like if you don't <laughs> like the show. But uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again next week. And as Rich said, we'll talk to you again on the next episode of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. See you all then. <laughs>